Today on the Diz List, we discuss the top five things in our park bags. Welcome to the Diz List, the podcast that ranks everything in Walt Disney World. I'm Nick. And I'm Rob. And welcome to episode 22, where we discuss the top five things in our park bags. Before we get to, before we get to our list today, I'd like to actually ask that our loyal followers and our loyal listeners do us a favor. If you've been enjoying the show, please share this show with your friends, right? Um, if, you, if you could get one person, just one person in your life that you think would enjoy this show to listen, it would really help us out. So, you know, that's a little bit different than our normal call to action of following along on Instagram and Twitter, but I think that that will really help us grow this show even even bigger. Yeah, we would appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, I had a question before we begin here, Nick. Yeah, uh, go ahead. So there's been a lot of changes the past week. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's been a change in leadership here at the Walt Disney Company, but I'm hearing some changes about the park, something about park reservation system. I've read a little bit, but I don't know it as well, and I think you understand it a little bit better. Can you explain it to me and the listeners, if you don't mind? Well, I've heard. Now, whether or not this is true is, you know, remains to be seen. There's been no official announcement from Disney, but I have heard that Disney is doing away with the park pass reservation system. So that means we can just go to the parks and show up anywhere, any day? Yeah, so you have your date-based tickets, right? Um, And currently... If you buy your tickets, you also have to make a reservation. And it's been kind of the um, the the script that Disney has used has been that it's helping them with staffing and it's helping them with being able to predict crowd levels. Now, on the flip side, it's also for people who are not Disney savvy, it has caused some families like they bought tickets, they get there and they don't have a park to go to. They have the tickets. They can't go in. On one of our trips, we pulled up to the park, and this poor family had a sign that said, we came here from Europe, forgot specifically what yeah. country, We're in need of tickets, please help. Right. Like, that was kind of sad to see. Right. Well, I, and I don't know if, if they, I don't know if Disney's making a change because of things like that and word of mouth getting out around things like that or if it's really that it's not helping them as much as they thought and honestly i think it actually is causing helping to to raise the park um the crowds right because you've made your reservation and darn it you're gonna stay there right so so you've made your reservation for magic kingdom you can't now switch uh to epcot you know because they might not have availability or something right and then the other issue is uh, park hopping, which is also supposedly coming back to its old form in a way. So th- right now you can't hop before two o'clock. Okay. And you have to uh, tap in at the place that you were at, that your park reservation was at. I've, so, heard, I've heard some crazy complicated stories yeah. about this specific thing that yeah. you're talking about. So they're talking about making that go away. So you would be able to hop at any point in the day. Now, here's where I think this would really alleviate some of the crowd issues is that if you go to Magic Kingdom and it's really crowded, which is like that most of the time. Right. But when it's really crowded, right, when it's so unbearably crowded, but there's like an 80 minute wait for small world, um, those are the days when when if you have a hopper. You may just say, hey, let you know what? I know we plan on doing Magic Kingdom right now. Let's jump over to... Let's start at Animal yeah, Kingdom. Let's start over at Animal Kingdom. Or let's go over to... Let's hop on the monorail. We'll go over to Epcot. We'll we'll do some Epcot stuff, and then we'll come back here later on. I think when, when, you, when you allow people to move away from the crowd, it balances things easier. Well, another way to look at it, too, from a financial standpoint is... Someone like me, who is a money saver, I would just buy the regular old park pass because if I do a park hopper, it's that much more money. Mm-hmm. Now, I would consider doing that if I had freedom, you know, to add on the extra. What's the extra cost? 40 bucks, 50 bucks extra? Um, it depends on the length of your ticket. I recently bought 
my tickets for my upcoming trip this summer because I was afraid that prices were going to go up. And then there was a really good Black Friday sale on Undercover Tourists. But anyhow, I, I bought um, Park Hoppers, and it was – when I priced it out through Disney, it was about a $400 difference for four people for a nine-day ticket. So you're you're looking at, yes, around – around $40 per day for a family of four if you're going for that length of time. So obviously I'm talking to the numbers guy here, so you can tell me if I'm on track for this. So a person like me is going to book a one-day ticket for all the parks Mm -hmm. because park hopping is restricted. So let's say, and and obviously that uh, the park pass system is in place for financial reasons too, right? Uh, that's, I mean, that's Disney's company line, and sure. I don't disagree that used properly, the Park Pass reservation could do what they say it's supposed to be doing. So let's say they get rid of the uh, time specific at two o'clock for park hopping. That's gone. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden, maybe I'm going to spend more money. Uh, yeah, I'm going to spend more money because now I know I can go whenever I want to go because two o'clock is such a, I don't know, it's kind of during nap time for the younger kids, but. I would be willing to spend more now that there is that freedom. So they could look at it that way too, right? From from a financial perspective, people yeah, like I me mean, may spend more money. It may entice some people. I don't know that it's going to actually impact the number of people who purchase park hoppers. It might. I think more what's going to happen is you're going to see that the people are going to use the park hoppers the way they used to. And, you know, if you don't have to have park pass reservations, you might like for instance, for my family, with park hoppers, if we're staying at a Magic Kingdom or a uh, Epcot area resort, that opens up like going to get dinner in one of the parks that we wouldn't normally been able to do. Yeah. So like right there, financially speaking, that's added money there. And let's be honest, you walk into the, <laughs> you go into those, especially Epcot. You go into Epcot. And there's always the festival booths because it's a perpetual festival now. Yeah. So even if you have a dinner reservation, you end up stopping there. You get um, a snack here and there. And yeah. So oh, yeah. financially, I've I do think it. it will impact them, not because people will purchase more of those tickets. I think because people will spend more time in the parks. Because if you can, if my alternatives are leave Magic Kingdom because it's so crowded, I can't deal with it. But I can't get in until. Right. But I can't get anywhere else, get into anywhere else. Yeah. Or my alternative is now, okay, you can hop to another park immediately. It's 11 o'clock. It's packed. You can go over to another park. Well, that's more time in the parks. And more time in the parks is more money money for them. So I do think financially it's a smarter move. We'll see when this is officially announced. Um, I heard on on one of our favorite, you know, we both like uh, to listen to the Disney dish with Len Testa and, and, and Jim Hill. And I heard that this decision was already on its way pre- Oh, this is interesting. Yeah, Pre-Iger. Yeah. And that Chapek just didn't live long enough to, yeah. to announce that he was doing it and be the good guy. So Chapek so was involved in that decision and probably would have not been a hero because he's done so many things that, it's, that have ticked off loyal Disney fans. But it could have helped. But yeah. it really helped now that Bob Iger got to make or will potentially make that announcement. Yeah. So I think, I just think it's interesting that that's going away. Um, I'll be interested to see what else goes away, you know, in the coming weeks and months. I don't think it's because of Iger. I think these are decisions that were being made prior to him taking over, but we'll see. Yeah. And I think the the nice thing at the very least is that Bob has worked with the company. So they're bringing back somebody that has this, amazing tenure and it's not hey we got rid of this guy we're we're just going to put Josh tomorrow here which i don't i don't know how that would go he's already part of the company he's he's head of parks and experiences is that the title yeah something like that parks experiences and entertainment i think so knowing that someone is coming back it's kind of like that confidence like this happens a lot in the education world where your superintendent leaves and the superintendent comes back as like an interim superintendent type thing. I don't know. It's the closest thing I can compare to since I'm in the world of education. Yeah. I mean, he's, he certainly was able to hit the ground running because he already knew the ins and outs. This isn't like a brand new CEO who had to figure things out. He comes in, 
knowing the lay of the land, knowing what works. And so he, he doesn't need that adjustment period that most C-level um, executives would need coming in. So Again, I say this all the time, too. It's, it's a fantastic book if you want to read Bob Iger's book. Loved it. Yeah. All right. That is it. Now we're going to um, who's performing at the Skittles halftime show this week? It's a surprise. Is it? I, I may have set you up for an answer well, for no, this one. No, I know, but it's it's a surprise for you. Oh, it's is your it? Favorite, it's your favorite band. Really? Yeah. I don't know if there's... St- yeah, I guess they're always going to be my so, favorite band. So Kiss is performing today at the, at the Skittles halftime show. That's impressive. Yeah. We got Kiss. How much did that cost? <laughs> every half penny we make from every... Uh, from every play this this podcast gets is going to pay kiss. Oh, See you in a minute. Welcome back from the halftime show with Kiss. What was your favorite part about the show, Rob? Um, we're. Paul Stanley's hair caught on fire. That was insane. Yeah, they put it out pretty quick, though, but yeah. that's what happens when you use that much Aquanet. <laughs> Aquanet. Wow. I, that's I, a I wonder what percentage of our listeners even know what Aquanet is. Man, that, that's a throwback. Yeah, it is. The white cap and was it like a fuchsia colored? Yeah. And you could, I mean, I didn't use Aquanet because I, I didn't really have that kind of hair. But uh, Again, two bald guys talking about hair care products. Yeah. But I do know that it's quite flammable. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely. Yeah. Some of my friends and I had had uh, some fun with their sister's uh, Aquanet and like seeing if we could start fires with it. We, and not the smartest ideas. Chasing the dog around with a flamethrower. Oh, dear God. No. No dogs. No. no don't no, try that. Don't try that at home, kids. No. Don't try that at home. All right. I'm going to. I'm not going to lie here. This is a very exciting topic for me. Really? Which I know for a long time. This is a reaction. I love packing and getting things ready for my park day. It's it's actually a fun thing for me to do. I mean, I guess it means it's a signal that you are going to a park. And so, therefore, yeah. I can see why it would be exciting. I, I got some really good responses. I put a thing out on Instagram about you know, oh, what's, in, what's in your park bag. And um, I will discuss some of those later because a lot of them are actually on our list. I think our lists are going to match quite a bit today yeah and that's fine but i think it's a good one to talk about and discuss because if you're a listener who's you know found us because you're prepping to go to disney world this is a yeah this is a good one this is a good one to listen to yep um and even though i did top five i mean there's more than five so i mean i sort of did mine in categories with subcategories you'll see why yeah i mean it makes sense that everybody has a, a different method to their madness when they pack and actually i was talking with my wife yesterday when we were we we're kind of just wandering around the the roads here we we're on some trips and just going to different shops and and uh i saw you drive by by the way yeah i beeped you were out by the truck yep um so do you see my new license plates? i did see your new license plates <laughs> rob's wife got him some some bills vanity plates which are pretty funny yeah it's a pretty good birthday present yeah. so thank you to my wife and kids um so we were talking about the park bag episode and my wife mentioned that, you know, like my list could differ from yours in that we still pack because our kids are just enough younger than yours. Right. Yeah. That we pack differently because our kids aren't carrying their own bag. Yeah. I mean, my son could, but my daughter's not going to be carrying a backpack. If you're um, a newer listener and this is your first time listening because this is something that interests you, Nick's kids are elementary age. And mine are kind of teenage-ish. Yeah. So just for context, that'll help with our stories. Yeah. So I think that that would make a difference. But if you think back to when you were packing bags, you know, four years ago. Right. It was a little different. Right. Four years ago would be about when, about the ages, four or five years ago would have been about the ages that um, that my kids are. Right. And so I could see you packing that way. Right. Um so I do think there's going to be some differences. And it also matters, I think, too. Um, I I wrote my list generically, but dependent upon which park I'm going to, I might pack differently. Oh, see, I want to hear that stuff, too. Yeah. That's also interesting to me. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, just – and I'll address it. Um, there's one in particular that I'm going to mention that um, changes if I'm going to – 
like Hollywood Studios, for instance. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I, my number five, I, the Vegas odds are <laughs> pretty high that it'll be on both of ours. Okay. Mainly because uh, we are the, <laughs> our family, my wife and I. There's a lot of. Irish, English, Scottish, huh. German, yeah, it's Scandinavian, on my list. It's Italian. On my list. <laughs> yeah. So we're, you know, it's our, we're uh, sunscreen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's on everybody's, but I'll speak specifically on the, the sunscreen that we prefer to use. Everyone kind of has their own thing. And we feel that our favorite the last couple of years has been the, the spray on sunscreen. Specifically, we like the Hawaiian Tropic spray-on sunscreen, higher SPF, because our kids burn very, very easily. They are very fair-skinned, so we have to be very careful about that. So sunscreen spray-on. The only other issue we've run into sunscreen spray-on is being able to get in the parks or having something that's too big on the airplane. Now, And again, you know this stuff better than I do, so can what is what's the rule on an airplane... What's the maximum size or you can't bring a full bottle of shampoo? You you have all this memorized, so I'm going to ask you. <laughs> I don't have it memorized, but I do. I can say that um, we generally, I mean, in our check baggage, we usually put um, our products like that. But a lot of times what we'll do is order, like in our first order from either Amazon Prime Now, I think it's called, whatever it is, and uh, like or Walmart or whatever grocery service you might be using, um, we will typically have some sunscreen delivered with that. Well, I'm sure you're going to talk about that a little bit more, too, mm-hmm. since the, the Vegas odds were pretty high. So yeah, uh, our kids can tolerate it. Obviously, um, they would love to not have to wear sunscreen, but we absolutely do. If, um, if you're planning a trip to Florida and you're um, very susceptible to getting a burn, regardless of your your skin tone or your nationality, depending. I think it's important that everybody take care of their skin in whichever way. And and with that Florida sun, it you can't mess around. I mean, you walk outside here in New York and you can get a minor burn, but boy, that you can get burned pretty bad. And the, the thing is, too, and the reason we bring this one up, if you get burned early, and this happened to me when I was a kid all the time when we'd go to Disney, because all these pictures of me as a kid... I have like <laughs> I've seen some pictures of on you, my yeah. cheeks. I am burned to a crisp. Lobster like I am. Yeah, a lot of those pictures are that. Yeah. So my point is, if you get burned early, then it your pain and discomfort is going to travel through the rest of your trip with you, and it's going to make you more miserable yeah. through the rest of your trip. Mm-hmm. So wear it just for your own sake and your own happiness. So I'm going to talk about the sunscreen now. Uh, because it's also five on my list. Oh, um, good good timing. So uh, I agree that, you know, you need to bring... I didn't actually write down sunscreen. I wrote down sun protection, and here's why. Sure. So we're bald, <laughs> and so, mm. so I always have a hat with Great me. Great point. And so I have one of those, like, mission hats yeah. that um, you can wet and then wring out and and um, and it's great for mowing the lawn, but it's also great at Disney because you can't... No amount of sunscreen is really going to do the job on a bald head that's sweating all day long. Yeah. So for me, I think sun protection is a better way to, to call it. Um, we we don't use the spray in the morning. We have found um, a very uh, a very good uh, strategy is to apply one of the better ones. You know, when you leave. And then keep the spray one in your bag for quick reapplication. Yep. So I think that is um, something that needs to be you need to you need to reapply throughout the day. It can't be a a, a one done situation. And it sounds so obvious, you know, like hey, you're going to be in the Florida sun, put sunscreen on. But you would, I mean, you can always point out the tourist who forgot their sunscreen. Oh yeah. And. You know, it, it is something that if you forget it and you get burned early in the trip, you're going to be miserable, especially if you're wearing like a tank top that day and, oh, yeah. and then you can't wear anything that's going to be touching your shoulders the rest of the trip. It's, oh, it's yeah. insane how, like, it doesn't matter how much you think you're used to sun. It's different there, you know? And so the one thing I was going to mention, um, in addition to the hat, 
the sun protection. This is the one I was saying that I would do differently. Um, we have, now we didn't use them, but, or I didn't use it, but my kids did. And this was something that you told us to bring. Oh yeah. I know because what you're of, because of all the lines being outside at Hollywood yeah. studios. Yeah. Um, sun umbrellas. Yep. Um, are a very good idea. I don't think you need them. You certainly don't need them in Animal Kingdom because there's so much cover there. Yeah, I think um, on Amazon they're they're considered they're called UV umbrellas, something like that, to block yeah. the ultraviolet. But you wouldn't. Rays. Yeah, it's not an umbrella that you'd use for rain mm-hmm. per se. Um, I mean, you could use you could, a rain sure. umbrella for sure. Uh-huh. They're just a little bit heavier because these UV ones are pretty lightweight. Yep. Um, so I would say that sun protection is my number five and Rob's number five as well. Do you have anything else to add? I sure do. Okay. Um, so I also am, am bald and <laughs> um, I have a hat similar to Nick's, but that hat I wore, I didn't wear on this last trip, but the previous one and I, there's pros and cons to it. So um, it's, it's like a North face hat. I, I'm, how do you describe them? You had a good name for the, I, I can't think of what the name of the hat is. It's the one with the brim all the way around. Yeah. It's just a, what do you call um, it? It's like a jungle hat or something. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, one of the benefits of that is that you can get it wet and wring it out and put on your head. It cools you off. But mine also has a string on it. Yeah. So when I go on rides, I would kind of throw it behind yeah. me. So does mine. Yeah. So that was kind of a benefit. Um, this particular trip, I just wasn't in the mood for it. I have no problem. But uh, when I go to the parks, one thing that I like to do is I like to wear my Buffalo Bills hat. Mainly <laughs> because he's laughing. But he knows. Uh. Because if I'm wearing my Buffalo Bills hat and I'm walking around the park, Buffalo Bills fans have a way of communicating when they see each other. You simply say the words, go Bills. Go Bills. So we would you get that. Say, you would you have to say it go back. Go Bills. Go Bills. And if they don't <laughs> say it back and they just look at you in a weird way, not a Bills fan. Right. They're just wearing the hat. They're just wearing the hat. So I, I always try to wear, and previous trip I wore my Bills hat too. Uh, and But here's my point. My point is, is that I have a mesh Buffalo Bills hat. So you have to remember as a bald person, yeah. even if you're wearing mesh, the sun is still getting through. Yeah. So the mesh is nice. It's nice and cool. I had no problem wearing that hat most of the trip. Yes, it gets hot. I take it off from time to time, but I also have to apply the sunscreen to that back part of my head. So if you're listening and you're, and you wear a mesh hat and you don't have any hair, or you are married to somebody that has that type of hair and wearing a mesh hat, make sure that there's still sunscreen in that area because yeah. you still can get burned. Yeah. But, but you know, it, the important thing here is that you should bring extra sunscreen or extra um, products, you know, sun protection products with you to the parks because you're going to need it. So. And buying them at the parks is pretty, oh. <laughs> pretty crazy. Yeah, it's cost prohibitive to say the least. Yeah. So, all right, number four. Anyway, so yeah, my number four is one that's very important, especially because everything everything you have to do in the park these days is digital and is done on your phone. And no way. Yeah. For, for real? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to let you. <laughs> Dude. Ve- Vegas is loving today. Yeah, I bet Vegas yeah. fans are loving today. Anyway, so since everything is done on your phone and on your digital device... And it's constantly tracking where you are in the park, your location, that your power seems to drain very, very quickly. So uh, my number four, and apparently Nick's number four, is I just put the word power, but that also includes battery pack slash slash a cord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'll start with this one because I know you you probably have something prepared with power banks. And your Mm -hmm. wife is actually very knowledgeable about this and gave me one, which I appreciated. Uh, but one of the cool thing that I don't know if people know is that there's certain places in the park where they have the USB charging ports. Yeah. One of the nice ones is almost like a quiet little area across from the Rapunzel bathrooms, kind of in the area of in between Small World and Haunted Mansion, mm-hmm. where you can sit, plug in your phone and charge and relax in the shade. Yeah. Well, partial shade. Yeah. But there's so, also some, I believe, over in... Um, over in Epcot in the, what's the name of the new um, restaurant slash Starbucks over there? Oh, my gosh. Oh, Connections Cafe. Yeah. So there's some charging stations over there, too. But, yeah, you definitely need to have that with you. Now, here's the thing. I will be honest. Um, 
I have relatively new a new phone, um, newer phone, and the the power doesn't drain as quickly. However, if you're using Genie Plus, um, and you're refreshing nonstop, playing the Genie slots per Ear Scouts, um, you definitely are going to want a power bank. Yeah. And the other thing is, if you're planning on doing anything with those new Magic Band Pluses, that's another reason now you need to oh, have Oh, you have them. to charge those too. I didn't yeah. even think of that. So they like, Explain how that works. So if you're in the parks doing, let's say you're at Hollywood Studios and you're doing the Bounty Hunter stuff um, in Batu, you, the early reports were two hours and people's Magic Band Pluses were going dead. Um, that's not a lot of time, right? Yeah. Um, now that doesn't mean it doesn't. It, it still functions with the RFID stuff. It still functions as a magic band. It just doesn't do the, the cool like, interactive piece. It doesn't do the light up and the the haptics, which yeah. is, which means vibration. Essentially. Yeah. So, if you're planning to use them, especially if you have kids, because they will be, get devastated. Make sure you have your magic band plus charger, which is proprietary. Of course, it is. Does um, it does that actually come with the magic? Okay, it does. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if it was sold separately. That would not be a shock, no. Um, but if you if you're gonna plan on doing any of that, you're gonna want to make sure that you have a charger with you because the other thing is they don't necessarily come charged. Yeah, I think again, early reports were saying when people turned them on, they were was it around forty percent charged? The the yeah. first ones, yeah. Another so, another fun fact and an aside based on this, the original ones that people had, like the first wave of the Magic Band Plus had a QR code on it. Oh, you did the one where you scanned and it was sending them to like... Like a vacuum yeah. website? <laughs> yeah. So funny. Yeah. Here, buy your Kirby vacuum. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so uh, we have number four is, is our battery pack. The only other one that I'll share that uh, was something I have tried out recently. Don't forget your cords, too. So, yes. So well, that's sure. exactly what yeah. I'm getting to with this one. So I recently, uh, I'm an iPhone user, and Nick is, yours is Samsung, right? Yeah, I use w- Android, yeah. W- which is kind of nice because we get to see how um, all these things work on both phones. So I, I, I really appreciate that, actually. Mm-hmm. So what I bought uh, recently was something called... I bought something called a, a mag safe case. And what it is, is on the back of your phone case, there's like a, uh, a magnetic area and you can buy a battery pack that is also, it's part of the mag safe battery pack. It'll connect magnetically to the back and you won't even need a cord at all. And it charges your phone. Yeah. The cord, I mean, obviously the wireless charging is, is a game changer for a lot of these phones. Um, I think the other thing to remember is that some of these power banks can get heavy, right? So um, be smart about how much you bring it. Like you can charge them every night, right? You don't need something that's going to last you the whole trip. So it's very easy to get like, oh, well, I want this one because it has this many charges. You're not really going to need the biggest one out there. Um, I think I've got like a 10,000 milliamp hour one. That will charge my phone and my wife's phone, and then we'll go back to the hotel, we'll charge it up overnight, and it will be good to go. Yeah, so that's a good point. Is We didn't really mention that earlier, as weight is kind of a big deal, too, in your bags, because you're going to be carrying these things around all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So based on what we say, I mean, you can obviously make your own decisions on what you want to bring around in the park, but just remember that you really need to pack what's going to be best for your family. And if there's certain things you can downsize, like the battery pack, if it's extra heavy, you can buy a lighter one and just, I mean, your battery, I would say hypothetically, on the average person that's using Genie Plus and booking all your dining reservations, it will last probably till maybe after dinner time, maybe seven o'clock ish. And then you're going to run into the, uh, if the you red. have If you have a newer phone. Right. I would agree. If your phone is starting to show its age and usually the first thing that the age is shown by is like the de- deterioration of, of the battery life right i i mean i'd be sh- i wouldn't be shocked if you didn't make it much past lunch if you're if you're traveling with teens who are perpetually glued to their phones yeah um it's going to be worse and i noticed it 
you know, this particular trip, we were doing a little bit more fo- uh, photography and video stuff for um, Instagram and whatnot because because of the podcast. And so I definitely noticed that I needed to charge it more frequently. Yeah. So if you're creation, if you're creating content at all, you know, you're going to need to have battery packs. Definitely. Um, so my number three, I, I think this is where we're going to kind of deviate a little bit here in three, two, and one. Maybe, maybe not. My number three is actually related to number two. So I'm going to go through what I have for three, and then um, I'll talk a little bit more. They're related, but still separate. You'll see why. Okay. So number three for me is something that is important, but not really necessary. And it's something everyone... is almost everyone is going to encounter when they go to the Disney parks and that is rain. Okay. So what I do is that for each one of us, we, I will buy, I don't know, maybe like a, like a Columbia raincoat, something that's thinner, but still rain resistant and, and not going to be super, super heavy. Some of those raincoats are almost kind of like a rubbery. You they're know what too I mean? heavy. They're right. not heavy, but they're, they trap your body heat as well, and so you end up getting really sweaty. Yeah. Now, mine, mine's similar to yours. You have a Columbia one, and so do I. I just, we have the same exact one. We Well, that's also true. <laughs> that's another funny story. Yeah. I have the same raincoat as Nick, and uh, what I'll do is it depends on who has backpacks. My wife and I always have backpacks when we're in the park, and usually I will roll up in uh, you know nice little ball at the bottom of my bag, the raincoat, I usually I put it like off to the side of my bag because I know I'm probably going to need it. Yeah. If you are in in Disney World in the summertime, it's almost guaranteed that it's going to rain at four o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> almost every day. It just that's what happens. So you're going to need access to it. So I'll have one and then I'll probably hang on to my sons or my daughters and then my wife will have hers and my sons or daughters. Now, the other nice thing about that, too, with the rain gear, if you're in Animal Kingdom and you're going in Kali River Rapids. Why? <laughs> it's no surprise that that is going to be your, uh, if we do a top worst rides, yeah, that would be your number right, one. sucks. <laughs> or if you are riding, let's say, uh, Splash Mountain before it becomes uh, Tiana's Bayou yeah, Adventure. Anytime you're on a water ride, you yes, can break I, out the ring cone. I agree. Yeah. So we, we have those that, uh, it's a little higher up on my list. Is it mandatory? No. Uh, what you will see more than anything else is people that don't know this tip and are not prepared oh. and wearing the Disney ponchos. That cost them so much money. They do. Disney makes so much money off of them. I think they're, what are they, $20 our last trip for the poncho, maybe 25 I, I think it was 20 And Which, you can buy it. You can buy like a like a 12-pack of like disposable ponchos on Amazon. For the same price. Yeah. Well, they don't have Mickey Mouse on them. True. That's True. the other benefit. And they're probably... Like the size of, and the, the probably the weight is equal to like just a trash bag. Yeah. You could probably just do a trash bag with a hole in it. It would, yeah. it would be exactly like those ponchos. Speaking of which, I have seen, it might have been this last trip, I saw somebody with like Ziploc bags on their feet. Oh my gosh. Like, I, I remember seeing, I think it was this last trip. Remember the day that we went in and it was like, um, it was the first night where we were huddled underneath the train station. Yes. That that right there, I remember seeing somebody that night with trash bag or uh, Ziploc bags on their feet. That w- Another strange aside, too. I was looking on Facebook the other day, and there was a photo of a kid with bread bags, like Wonder Bread bags, yeah. over his feet. Yep. And I had forgotten that in the 80s, not my mother, to be specific, but kids would show up to school yeah. with bread bags yeah. over their shoes. Over their shoes. Man, I remember that, too. I think that's a generational thing. I'm sure some people listening right now are going, I remember that. Kids yeah. would show up with bread not, bags I did on not wear bread, bread no, bags on my feet. Neither did I. But, but people, I. I appreciate my mother not making me do that. People definitely did it. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, number three for me is I just put anti-rain gear. So okay. um, I'm guessing yours is different because you're not smiling right now. I mean... Yeah, my number three is a water bottle. Oh, geez. Refillable water bottles. Great. Um, what we generally do is, so we do two things. We buy like cases, multiple cases of water on our first day. Um, either, you know, if we're with a ride service that's dropping us off at, at Publix really quickly or through Amazon or 
Walmart, food delivery, whatever you're doing, right? I think we did Walmart last time. Yeah, we did do Walmart, but we've done Amazon before. And we've done Publix. We've done Garden Grocer, I think, is the other one that yep. people have used. I haven't or, used that one uh, yet. Instacart type things. Yep. Um, so what we do is we'll take and put them in the freezer part because we're in a villa, so usually there's a freezer part of the refrigerator. That's not the case in... Um, regular hotel rooms, but if you happen to have a freezer, that this is what you should do. Freeze them. Um, and then in the morning, what I do is I'll, I'll fill up our whatever water bottles we're taking. Usually we like to take the nicer water bottles that keep things cold. Yeah. So, you know, your Yetis or your um, hydro, hydro flasks or whatever, yeah. you know. RTIC, Arctic. Yeah. There's, there's a bunch of brands yeah. that are really good. So I will, I will fill those up with um, cold water. They'll stay cold a while. And then I'll pack in our bags the the water bottles that were frozen. And by the time you need a refill, those those frozen ones are generally starting to thaw. You'll pour them in. You can get a refill. Uh, you keep refilling it. Now, you can also obviously get water bottles at the park, bottles of water at the park. And you can get um, refills at some quick services. They'll, they'll do your um, – they'll fill your – or give you a cup of water and you can fill your bottle. Yeah, it's it's pretty widely um, known that most of the quick service restaurants will give everyone water yeah. at no cost. Right. Now, the the thing that I – the reason that this is on my list and why it's where it's at at three is because it is exceedingly important that you stay hydrated. Someone on – now, I have not done this or used these, but someone on Instagram responded, um, hydration tablets. So – Basically, it's it's a, a tablet. It, think of it as like a medication that provides you with um, electrolytes. electrolytes. So in, a, sure. in addition to your water, they make different ones. They make ones that are like chewable. They mm-hmm. make ones that go into the water themselves. Um, I've, I, I have players on my soccer team who use them in their water. They drop the hydration tablets in there hmm. um, or they're like little vials, sometimes already like powders. Um I've but, never heard of that. But I don't use those in the park just because, uh, for me, I just I rip through water anyway. I'm just drinking it, and I get why people would want to take those um, because maybe they're not drinking as much water. But I'm I mean, it's up to you. But no. my point is, make sure you do what you know you need to do to stay hydrated because you do not want to get dehydrated at Disney. You just don't. Now I'm under the assumption. But I'm second guessing myself that Powerade, which is readily available at Disney World, is Powerade similar to Gatorade where it has electrolytes for hydration? It Yes, but okay. I would not spend the money. Me, I don't feel it's wise to spend your your money that you can spend at parks. On, on water, drinks, on, when, on bottles yeah. of water and Powerade. We do very occasionally as like a treat for the kids. We'll get them like a bower, a bottle of Powerade, but we kind of look at it as like that's a treat. Different. Like, that's different. I'm talking about like when for you, the day. Oh, oh when, no, right, when, okay. when you're when you are when you're getting it because you're you're dehydrating, right? That's yeah. on you. You made the mistake of not. Now, if you're getting it because, you know, I could really go for a Powerade right now. That's fine. That's yeah. a fine use of money. Now that's, that's in our bags too. And I, I mean, that one is not on my list, but definitely is mandatorily part of my bag every right. single time. But I agree with you fully. And that's a great choice. And bringing, bringing the extra bottles is key for me because I am one who like bad water is just not and Orlando water is not good. Yeah, my um, family lives in Orlando. They never will drink if they go out to eat every single time. They order it with lemon because it has. I think it's has a lot of sulfur in it. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what or it is. Or chlorine. It, well, it's sulfur that I that I always taste at Disney, and I yeah. can't I can't deal with it. So usually, what I'll do is bring extra bottles, and then if I. If I have to, I'll drink the water from from a park. But usually, by the time that I'm through all the water bottles, by my family's through all the water bottles that we've brought with us, by that point, we're either heading back to the resort for a break, or you know, we're going to sit down for lunch, and maybe I'll have you know a beer or a soda or something else. So it's not at the amount of water I bring with me is enough that I should be fine for the time that I'll be in the park. That's great. My number two, as I mentioned earlier, is related to my number three, 
And we had a really bad experience uh, when we went December of 2019. We uh, we had a day where it was a park hopping day, and we started off at Animal Kingdom, and it was pouring rain. Mm -hmm. It was pouring. And we had our raincoats. We were ready to go. But my poor son, his shoes got soaked, soaked. And we looked everywhere for shoes or Crocs or really anything else that he could put on his feet. I knew this was going to be on your list. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you, this poor kid. This poor kid. I mean, his feet were just swollen and beat up and not, not to embarrass him, but this would happen to anybody. Like, you're walking around all day. It starts to smell a little bit. Yeah. You get and, trench foot. Yeah. Man, so up. I felt so bad. We looked everywhere for sandals and they didn't have anything in his size or like there was, there was nothing. We tried everywhere, every mm -hmm. single store yep. and there was nothing. We felt so bad for the kid. So since then, what we've done is in our bag, every single time we have a change of footwear. Now, let me be specific how we do this. When we go to the parks, we make sure that we are wearing footwear that is either a running shoe or some type of cross trainer. That's good for walking miles and miles a day. I mean, depending on how you go to the parks. I mean, what? You could be up to... I, don't, I can't even give you an estimate I mean, how many I, miles. It depends on... Yeah, 22,000 steps Twenty you know, is nothing to do. Right. And that's nothing. So my advice, number one, is wear very comfortable sneakers. A lot of people don't like that. When it's super hot, they want to wear something that's more breathable, like uh, those Keen shoes or uh, the Tevas that um, are a little bit better for walking around, which could work. But what we like to do is wear comfortable sneakers that we can walk around in all day, and then we'll pack either slides or Crocs or something that's very, very light so those can go in our bag. That mm -hmm. way, when it starts pouring rain, we make the switch. So we'll kind of pull over to the side somewhere that's that's covered, put on our raincoat, take our sneakers, put those in our bags, and then we take out our lighter footwear. So like I said, Crocs, slides, flip-flops, whatever – doesn't matter because one of the, that same trip I had my slides on and we were walking through Tomorrowland from where were we? We went from Carousel of Progress and we cut across by Cosmic Rays and we were going up by a Mad Tea Party mm -hmm. and we hit a good six, seven, eight inches of water, which is that's quite a quite a bit of water. Yeah. Just it rained so hard and so fast that day that it didn't drain fast enough. So there's I have video of it sloshing through that water, but I'm wearing my Adidas slides so that when when the rain stopped, I took those off, let them dry off a little bit, wiped them off with a towel or what a paper towel whatever we had and then switched back shoes. Mm -hmm. So I I tell that story a lot, but it's a very important one because my poor son, boy, his feet were really hurting by the end of the day and and the rest of us, yes, our shoes were wet. I was wearing shoes that were uh, like a, a leather type shoe. It was a like a Nike Air Force shoe, and they repelled the water a little bit better. And I think we ended up just taking our socks off, and we did a little bit better with that. But uh, number three for me is a biggie, and that is uh, footwear. And number two, right? And number two, yes. <clears throat> but it was tied to your number three because it has to do with the fact with of rain. Dealing yeah. with rain. So two and three both have to do with rain and how to fight the rain and mm -hmm. really be successful in the Walt Disney World parks. And if you're listening and you have never been to the Walt Disney World parks, it's going to rain at some point while you're there. My best advice, if you want to be happy and you want your kids to be happy, or if you don't have kids, uh, whoever you're with on your trip, plan ahead. Make sure you're ready to fight the weather. So number two for me is also is rain gear. Mm. So I know you talked about it at number three. Yeah. Um, I didn't really add much to the conversation because I knew it was coming up. Um, but number two for me, rain gear. Um, I, too, believe that you should have a rain jacket with you, um, possibly an umbrella, dependent upon where you are. I think um, I knew you were going to add that, too, actually. the 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 thing with the rain gear is... I've tried multiple different things, right? I've I've had ponchos one year. I've had my rain jacket now that I that I wear. One thing I'm going to say that I wish I had done prior to this trip that I will do next year. Do yourself a favor, go to Target, go to Walmart, look it on look it up on Amazon, find tent sealer. Okay? 
And basically it's for camping. It's a waterproofer and you can spray it. It's like an aerosol. You can spray it onto your, onto your jacket because oh. I noticed this year that the amount of rain we were getting at uh, Disney World was actually seeping, the water was seeping through the seams of that jacket. Oh, interesting. So it makes sense, right? The jacket gets washed and, you know, the the thread gets, um, you know, there's holes. You, you When you sew something, you're putting holes into it. So it makes sense that some water could get through. But you can get this light, and, and they make it for fabric, right? That This, I say tent sealer, but you don't have to. You can buy, like, fabric waterproof, uh, waterproofer, but spray it down, let it, let it seal, and then it's it's kind of like a wax coating. You'll notice it. You'll notice it immediately when the water gets on it, it beads up and washes off. It sprays out black, right? Yeah, it's just a. Sp- it's like a spray paint. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke, folks. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm so, assuming it's clear. Yeah, it's it it is. Um, but you know, I'm not talking about doing this on like a nice expensive jacket. It's we're talking about. It is a Columbia one, but it is a cheaper one, and it it's a yeah. self packing. The one we have, like, there's a pocket on the inside that folds up into itself. And you can zip. You can zip it right up, and it goes at the bottom of your bag. Um, I will also say that you should get um, kind of on this, so rain gear, right? Um, It rains so hard that your legs will likely get wet. Your shorts are going to get wet. The water's going to roll off of of that that jacket onto your legs. If you have electronics, i.e. your phone, in your pocket... It could damage it. Yeah. And so it is important. That's a really good point. It is important that the bag you choose has a waterproof pouch. So my bags that I use, they're cheap bags you can go on to Amazon and find. And I forget the, they're not even a name brand. That's why I'm not going to even bother trying to name them. But if you s- search up like um, packable bags, they are super easy to, to pack because they're, they're very lightweight. But on the inside, they're water. They have a waterproof pouch, and in that pouch, I put things like if I happen to have cash. I rarely have cash on me at the parks. I think I mean I rarely have cash on me anytime now with the way that everything's moved to a, a card-driven society. But um, you know, any paper products I have, any uh, anything I I need not to get wet. Band aids. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Things like that. Um, that goes into the waterproof pouch. That's where I put my um, the the power banks. That's where I put any cords. Um, is in there. Uh, it it makes life much less stressful because you now know that your phone's not going to get fried by by the rain. So it, what I wrote down wasn't rain jacket. It was rain gear. So being prepared for the rain in general. I'm not a person that brings an extra pair of shoes, but that's because I'm still carrying the bag for everybody. Yeah. Um, we do um, usually have something for the kids in case something like that happens, but like I'm not bringing it. I'll just suck it up and deal with it. I will say that I would be out of luck if my feet got wet because I have very large feet and they don't even like the Crocs don't even come in my size. So I'd be out of luck. Really? Yeah. I looked everywhere last time because I wanted those, the, Disney World Vault Collection map. All those Crocs, are those are cool, and they do not they did not come in my size. Huh. They went up to men's size eleven. Huh. Um, Interesting. So yeah, I would need a thirteen. So uh, I'm wearing wearing Crocs right now. Yeah. Um, are we? Yeah, that's it. I'm good. Okay, I'm good uh, to go. My number one is a weird one, uh, but it means a lot to me personally. And I'll start off with a story to explain why. Something in your park bag that means a lot to you personally. Well, kind of. You'll, okay. I'll explain. So okay. um, for, for, I'm also a musician. And um, for many years, um, we would sort of essentially live on the road and uh, tour with my band. And there wasn't a lot of days where we could t- get a shower and get cleaned up and things like that. So we learned to rely on, I'm calling them, the fresh items, the items where you can freshen up and feel good and recharge. So let's let's say we're on the road with one of my bands that I played in and we don't get a shower that day. So there's certain things that we would like to use to make us feel better, which I'm going to get to right now. And Nick, Nick is laughing at me right now. Too. I am. But, you know, I <laughs> I totally understand because you feel better. I do. After you've freshened up. Yes. 
And uh, so some of these items for me that that I like to use, and I'm going to try to not get super specific or personal with how I use all these items. You can kind of leave it to your imagination. Um, one that that I like to use and I prefer to use is Gold Bond Powder. They also make a Gold Bond Spray. So Gold Bond Powder you can use really anywhere in your body, anywhere where you're super sweaty and you want to freshen up, you know, arms, chest. Does it help with chafing? I'll get to that. That's on the list, but that one's not there either. Well, <laughs> I'll get to that one. So gold bond. I like a lot. I use yeah. the gold bond powder. Um, uh, my family members will use it. It helps you feel fresh and clean. And so I will keep a little thing of, of gold bond powder. Also one, another one that has the a weird name, but I actually like it. And I don't even know if you've heard of this before. They're called dude wipes. <laughs> and I, <laughs> Have I you cannot heard? believe the the right hand turn that this hey, podcast has taken. Look, man, I'm telling you what I use. This I know is what, what I like. Yeah, I know what they are. Yeah, yeah. there. It's like a, a freshness wipe. If you're getting real sweaty, you can use it to wipe yourself. I off. don't think that's what they're marketed as. Um, you can use them <laughs> other ways too. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but this is how we're using them as a family. Gotcha. Uh, the other one you mentioned too is we like to use um, Body Glide, which is if you have any kind of um, Runner, like runner or life, yeah. shorter shorts, and um, your legs are rub- rubbing together by walking all day long. You can use um, Body Glide, which kind of makes it so um, if you're getting sweaty or your yeah. legs won't chafe. Look, people, people might be thinking this is like cringeworthy. I'm here to tell you, this isn't on my list because I don't put it in my bag, but I will be damned if I go to Disney and don't bring Body Glide. Yeah. It, and like kids too. Because they are, you're walking so much, you do not want to ruin your trip. Mm-hmm. Okay, even if you think it's not something that's necessary, it's necessary. And that and um, like blister things for your feet, like uh-huh. blister pads. Oh uh, yeah. Um, like what do they call it? Moleskin. Mm-hmm. Like you better have that stuff with you because you are going to need it if you. When you don't bring it is when you will need it. So anyway, go ahead. Well, Freshing, fresh the, items. The category well. is fresh items. So um, let's see. I did Gold Bond, Dude Wipes, Body Glide, uh, deodorant we have in our bag. Um, but l- the other thing, too, is if you're staying at a hotel near the park that you're going to, you don't necessarily have to bring all these things. These are more on the list for people that are going to do a marathon day and be there all day long. Because you can go back to your room and do these things and then come back. Nick, you look, want to say look, something? Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. The, the reality is, yes, that's true that you can go back. We stayed at the Polynesian, and I will tell you that I had a small little, and I don't use this as deodorant, but I had a small little Axe body spray thing um, in my bag on our Magic Kingdom day because I knew we were going to eat at Jungle Skipper. And look, the reality is you're going to get sweaty and you're going to smell. Mm-hmm. And you don't. I don't want to be that guy, right? And it's it's not because I'm not clean. It's because it's 95 degrees out, 100% humidity, yep. and you're walking 12 miles, you know? And so by by the time lunch rolls around, we had a late lunch. I believe it was like a 2 o'clock reservation. One, I can't yeah. remember. It was a late lunch. By the time that rolls around, you're going to need some freshening. And it makes you feel like a different person. It truly does. So... I agree with you. And my last, and I have a story about this too, is when we were in Hollywood Studios, and Nick always says, it's the hottest park. And heck yeah, it is. We had a reservation for Oga's Cantina. Oh, it was so hot. And what hot what time day. was that? It, it's That's important for the story. Because I'm sure you remember all the times. Do you remember I, what time I, it was? As I recall, it was a 1245 time. Okay. So by 1245... It may have been a 145, but it was definitely something 45. It was so hot. And I was wearing a white shirt. I don't know. Maybe the shirt I'm wearing right now, possibly. I was wearing a white shirt, and it was so hot that my sweat had soaked through that entire shirt. Like, the shirt was wet, and it was only 1245. So the other freshness item that I recommend, especially for, you know, bigger guys like us that sweat a lot, is Nick's looking it up right now. Look at my look at my number one, Rob. Oh my God! <laughs> Nick just showed me his. So my my final thing that I recommend, and then we're going to hand it off to Nick, is a change of shirt. I went into the bathroom before, actually, while we were at Olga's, 
I stepped out, went to the bathroom, changed my shirt, came back in, and I am telling you, I felt like a million bucks once I literally changed a shirt. Your number one, Nick, is a shirt. Yeah. Because let me tell you, that same day, it's so hilarious that he's telling the story about that day. Because if you look at the pictures from that park that day, in the morning I'm wearing one Star Wars shirt. Yeah. In the afternoon I'm wearing a different Star Wars Star Wars shirt. Yeah. And my wife at one point, as I recall, maybe it was my son. I can't remember. Somebody was looking at pictures and said, that's a different shirt. Like they didn't notice it in the day because yeah. like they were both kind of like a like a charcoal heather type yeah. of shirt, lighter shirt. Um, and I I needed to change. And you feel like a million bucks you because do. you're walking around in this sweaty shirt that's sticking to you. Mm-hmm. You've had a backpack on the whole time. And then you change your shirt and it's like, hey, that's awesome. I feel great. And yeah. then and the nice thing too is And that I changed at the is... same exact time. Yeah. So like if you look at pictures before Olga's <laughs> and after Olga's, I am wearing a different shirt. It's hilarious that you brought that up. <laughs> and that it's not both our number ones. It is I know it sounds silly, but you bring an extra shirt. And you can buy one at the park if you really need to, but I mean, do you want to spend thirty five dollars on a t shirt when you can put one in your bag that's gonna weigh next to nothing in your yeah, backpack? I mean it's it's definitely worthwhile. My it the added weight in the bag is worth it because yeah. you will definitely I definitely use it. I that was the first time that I had actually changed in the park and said, you know, like usually I'll go back to the hotel, change and you feel better or whatever. You might even shower midday. Just the changing of the shirt, the whole my whole attitude was like, oh man, it feels so much better. Yeah. You just relax and and you know, we were able to change the shirt, you know, put some body spray on or whatever you've got. The gold bond powders. That's yeah. that's my that's the killer for me. You know, the gold bond powder, change of shirt, you feel like a million bucks. And yeah. that's that's what we would do when we were on the road with the band. Change yeah. your shirt, put on gold bond. And what a lot of people did when we would tour with our bands is we'd get a pack of Hanes t-shirts. And you'd play your show and your shirt would be dripping wet. The reason I'm saying this is it's just like being at Disney. Yeah. We would take our shirt and we'd throw it in the trash. And we would just put on a fresh one. Every- in Disney, don't throw your shirt in the trash. Everybody you put that in a plastic bag. Yeah. Everybody here is like, or listening is like, what a wasteful man. What a wasteful man. Nah. Um, you know, I don't think anyone would want to touch that shirt after no, you just play yeah. the show. I can't agree more about doing exactly what you just said, keeping an extra shirt in your bag. And, you know, for that to go another step further, not so much for me, um, I don't have an issue with it, but I know that we've packed extra socks for the kids. Oh, sure. Um, that's a good one too, because sometimes even just a, you know, your shoes aren't really soaked through, but once your, once your socks get wet, they feel more wet oh, than yeah. they are. Yep. And so if you change your socks, sometimes that'll just, that, that can change your attitude quickly as well. Um, so yeah, a change of shirt in your park bag. You have any honorable mention stuff or you I, have anything else? To I add? do. I was just looking at that actually. Yeah. Um, well, a, another weird one I, I put as honorable mention is it's an optional one and that's your wallet. I mean, your wallet or um, yeah that's optional now it kind of becomes optional so if you're um if you're a newer listener here you can actually put your credit card and link it to your magic band and you can just use your magic band to pay for everything but let's say you lose a magic band maybe you want to pack an extra magic band or maybe that's why you have your wallet so you can pay for your items well and the other thing is too if you're younger going to the parks and you like let's say you're at Epcot and you want to go to a festival and you're younger you are going to need your ID to oh, buy alcohol yeah now for I have that too yeah <laughs> for for me I don't generally get ID'd anymore yeah, I don't know if it's the bald or the either. or the gray yeah. but one of the, the you know the gray beard or the bald head um I I'm rarely getting ID'd um but but that's certainly something you want to consider having in your bag i i typically don't bring my wallet i bring my id um i it's it's more of a like if i lose my whole wallet that's a problem if i lose my id it sucks but like yeah because you lost your id actually just before our trip this year I, i did i got it back right before well i was more concerned with the flight and being able to yeah um I have on my short list of honorable mentions, I have a cooling towel. Now, it's not on my 
Uh, it's not always way up there as something I will use throughout the day, but when you're waiting for like the parades, um, when you're in line, so like Hollywood studios, I never go to without a cooling towel. Um, they, they sell them in the parks. You can buy them in the park. Sure. I, I don't slight you for doing that, but I also think it's another one of those things that like, just think ahead. I think they're called frog tog or something like that is the brand that I have. Um, you can buy them on Amazon. They make miniature ones. They make larger ones. You wet them, wet them down before you leave. You, you got them in the parks, and you can re-wet them if you need to. But but they do work. So I that's on my list as, as a cooling towel. The ones we have are almost like a scarf. Mm-hmm. So is yours like that, too? Uh, ours, I've seen. So I have some of those. That's the, Those are the ones the kids use. Mine is yeah. a square one. Okay. But, yes, the, the kids have ones that are, like, long, rectangular scarf like yeah i would say it's maybe ours are maybe 18 inches by yep maybe six inches or eight inches sure, so it's yes. more of a like a longer rectangle type shape yep i agree yeah it's a good one to have on the mm-hmm. list too um do you have any others um you know i think what i would add is put in your bag something so if you don't have one of those um uh waterproof pouches in your bag you should have a ziploc bag in your bag. Oh yeah. And, I just <clears throat> I just mentioned that, but only and, and for wet, inside wet of stuff. that inside of that you should put some sort now I don't carry it. Um usually it's in my wife's bag, but you should you should probably bring some first aid stuff with you. Yes there's for yes there are first aid stations, but if you get a paper cut, if you get a blister, you don't want to have to run to the first aid station. It'd be much easier just to take, you know, take out your own first aid uh thing and, and just saves you know, time oh yeah absolutely so that's that's kind of another one that i would add and that's actually been something that a lot of people have added or mentioned um on instagram is that particular uh thing oh having, yeah you having s- those you said you um, had some people comment i'm, I'm yeah. curious to hearing what what listeners said I'll, you know i love the people who who are committed to um fashion over over everything else <laughs> And some people are. Yeah, so I've got a couple people shouting out their extra ears, which my daughter would be happy about. Um, sure. Um, hey, I'm not saying they're wrong. I mean, it's everybody's personal I've got, know, Disney yeah, experience. Absolutely. I've got one person who commented plastic straws, which I didn't think about. And then I was like, oh, yeah, plastic straws. Because they've got the paper straws and stuff. And a lot of those paper straws they put together with gluten. Yeah. Because they're, anyway, I won't get into it. But, yeah, yeah that's a good call. Or they have the metal ones, too, yeah. that you can clean really easily. Yep. Um, we tried silicone ones, um, and they are not good because, like, if you get a milkshake or something like that, they collapse on themselves. They don't. Oh. Like, because you're, they're, they're flexible. Oh, and right. so they're not great for, like, your, your milkshake type stuff. And milkshakes or slushies with paper straws is useless. So definitely, oh, I definitely. agree with that. I've never really thought about the plastic straw thing. Um, and then uh, a couple people mentioned the uh, neck fan. I'm not a fan person in the parks, but a lot of people you'll see walking around with those rechargeable neck fans uh, to keep them cool. We've done the spray bottle fan before when the kids were younger. Yeah. They, they kind of had fun with it. It almost kind of became a like a fun activity to do in line. Mm-hmm. So it's like your typical spray bottle. And then on the end, the nozzle where the water comes out, there's a little fan right there. And then one that somebody commented that is on my list of things, but I never think about it being in my bag because we always just have it attached to my bag with like a little lanyard or a little, like they, they make these things that hold the container and clip to your bag. And that is hand sanitizer. Oh yeah. So those are things that, that people mention on social media. And I agree with all of those things. Except for the extra ears, I'm not, I'm not sure I would worry about <laughs> on my head wearing the extra ears. But my daughter would would agree that she needs to make sure she. I mean, she's up to a ridiculous number of ears at this point. But I have one last one that I forgot that is not going to pertain to everybody, but it's an important one to me that just popped in my head as we were talking. And I have clipped on the side of my backpack a sunglass case. Okay, it's yeah. a soft sunglass case because. Nick wears contact lenses. I wear, you know, typical black frame glasses. But when I'm going in and out, yep, my eyes are sensitive. I have lighter eyes, and um, whenever I'm outside, almost always I have sunglasses on because my eyes are sensitive. So I don't have transition lenses. Um, it's it, 
it's not necessarily for me. Maybe it's for you, but not for me. So what I do is when I go in and out, I zip sunglasses and my regular glasses yeah. back and forth and put those in that little my pouch. Son, my, we do the same thing for my son. My son has his uh, glasses, sunglass case in our bag, and then we kind of swap them out when he goes into places. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Yeah, that's another important one for me. Mm-hmm. But like I said, doesn't pertain to everybody. It's no, not but like it, but it's a raincoat, you know. Right. It's that one's a, a personal right. one that I that I. I think it falls under sun protection, right? I mean, you just yeah, that's a good point. You know, you, we could uh, put that under that category because uh, it's good, protecting a good pair your eyes. Of, of, of you know polarized lens, yeah. um, sunglasses is important. So. Yeah. Anyway, that was good. Um, uh, that was a great discussion. I'm I'm happy with everything we came up with, and uh, I knew our list would be similar, but we both have different experiences, and I think uh, hopefully everybody can take away one or two new things that that you could really use on your next trip. Yeah. And again, if you're listening to this and you have enjoyed, please do us a favor and, and share it with some, some people in your life who you think would, would benefit from listening. Or if you've listened to an old episode and you're like that really need, someone needs to hear this. Yeah. Or you if know. you know someone who's going to Disney in, in the next yep. couple months yeah. say, Oh, you need to listen to the episode where they talk about what to pack for the Disney parks. Right. Send them this episode. Yeah, absolutely. That would be great. But it's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow, and tomorrow's just a list away. Tune in next time, and we'll see you real soon.